0: All right, welcome back to the boys 161st Street episode 147. Today is July 19th. The Yankees have an off day today. They're about to start a series. By the time you're listening to this, if you're not watching live on the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube or the Twitter, go subscribe to those right now and uh, leave us a five-star review. So I'll get those out of the way right now. Just a little housekeeping right there. But uh, yeah, Yankees have an off day, and they start a two-game set against the Phillies next, and then they go back against Boston in Boston, and then we got Tampa Bay and Miami, where former... I'll say former because I know Marte is going to be on the Yankees soon We got a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about balls flying out of left field into Verdugo. We'll talk about that. Got Hot or Not. We got some rumors. Marte is one of them. And lots more to talk about. Some voicemails. And, yeah. How you doing, Chandler?
1: Uh, Doing well. I got a new knife set the other day. That was electric. A Um, new knife set? Yeah. You like kitchen knives? Not, like, throwing knives. Like, I'm not that crazy. Just, like, (laughs) some nice new cutlery. So that was cool. Uh, other news, exciting for us as podcasts in general. We are now sponsored by Grinds. So oh yeah, fun.
0: forgot about that. So the Grinds yeah. is a fun company yeah. that we've actually been using for a little while. Grinds is if you're addicted to dip like we were back in college, we found Grinds back then, and they're just like coffee pouches, and they actually have real caffeine in them. And they no have... no
1: no don't show that one. Show them the like limited edition Yankee Stadium edition that comes in yeah. the pack. There'll be a link for that eventually at some point in the next coming days. But it's basically you got three. You got the home and away cans, I guess. One's got pinstripes, one's gray. And then a fun little New Orleans-style coffee. That is the one that I currently have in now. It's very tasty. So look out for that. Look out for those. They taste good, and they give you caffeine. Yeah, I don't
0: even dip anymore. I just wanted them to – they taste good, and the caffeine is nice. So be on the lookout for that. But back to the Yankees talk. Before we get into how to not, let's just do a little housekeeping of the news of late. I was at the stadium uh, last night, Sunday night baseball. Decided to, I randomly got tickets from actually a listener, so that was cool. Shout out to them. I was in the uh, the suites. I didn't know that the center field, you know, the like the black glass underneath the the like Mastercard standing room bar up there, that's also a suite. Didn't know that. It was really cool. So I was in there, and it looked almost like. I was in the aquarium, but instead of water and, it, and like a, a fish exhibit I was looking at, I was looking at the Yankee game. So it was kind of cool. Did you
1: say a listener gave you tickets? Yeah. That's fucking cool. Good for you.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. So well, maybe one good day I'll seats. be a
1: respected enough host to get that. Yeah,
0: so great seats. Appreciate the person who sent me those. And, yeah, so that was fun. But back to the game on Saturday. Saturday, rain out after six innings, but... They kind of, The Red Sox walked off the field because of the whole situation with the Verdugo thing. So that, that fan, if you live under a rock, you find out that he is now banned for life from 30 MLB teams. And my question is, I was talking about this yesterday with my friend. Like, yes, that was probably what should have been done. You shouldn't throw baseballs at the players. Whether or not it was intentional could have been, like, the throwback situation. Whoever knows, the kid fucked up. If you're going to throw it on the field, throw it away from him because that is a things you do do that. Like people say, throw it back, throw it back. And I guess it was flipped up to him from Verdugo. And so somebody may have chanted to throw it back, but don't fucking throw it anywhere near him. If you're doing that. So
1: yeah, especially a guy like Verdugo, like, I mean, he's just very fiery, I guess is the way to say it, but he's just kind of an asshole in general. I feel (laughs) like that's not the guy that you want to throw it at. I totally agree. He should be banned. Like, you know you don't don't fucking throw a baseball at somebody yeah and they're bitching about it could hurt him whatever like i guess but
0: stanton yeah, got mean, hit from the top of the fenway and he just tipped his cap to him so that's just fun i don't know i'm not really give a shit about you know comparing you the two today? but it's fun that that it's funny yeah. that that happened and nothing came of it and that In was from that a Verhigo far distance like
1: throwing a fucking tantrum from but 10 feet away did you see that he's I supposedly he's like pressing charges against the kid I think that's a little egregious. Like, come on, uh,
0: man. Speaking of egregious, th- listen, I, like we're saying, you shouldn't do this, but also Boone's comments about it, I thought were hilarious. Like, I hope he's in jail right now. That's a little yeah. fucking excessive.
1: Yeah, he needs to be in jail and Verdugo pressing charge. He got hit by a fucking baseball. He didn't pull a gun on him. You're fine. Like, get over it.
0: Don't throw at players, but, like, people, I think, blew it out a little bit out of proportion. I mean, it's a little kid. He definitely doesn't throw very hard. Regardless, I just thought it was funny. I was talking to my friend Uh, because he's obviously banned from all 30 Emily ballparks, which is a fucking death sentence. But when I was walking in there, a 90-year-old woman checked my ticket, and if those are the the soldiers at the front gate, I really highly doubt, I genuinely believe if he went into Yankee Stadium the next day, I think he would have gotten in.
1: Dude, he looked There's like... No, he was was like... there a
0: picture on the wall in every MLB stadium? Like, exactly. don't let this kid in. Like...
1: <laughs> he also looked like he was, like, 14. I imagine his appearance is probably going to change sometime in the next 50 years if he wants to go. So, you know what? Don't hold your head down too much, kid. Yeah. Your appearance is, one, going to change. And if for some reason they have your name plastered over StubHub and everything like that, just get your friend to buy you a ticket and scan them both on his phone. You should be in the
0: clear. And if you're listening, my man... Uh... Don't like what you did. Like I said, I'm going to keep saying that. But if you do want to get in, I mean, in this day and age we live in right now where you can put a mask on and nobody recognizes you, you wear a hat and mask, nobody knows who the fuck you are. So... Hat, mask, sunglasses, you are a different person, so you will, also, <laughs> you will not be turned away.
1: Again, like you said, I don't condone it, but right. the the idea of seeing a group security guard meeting before every game, like, all right, guys, you know that fucking 14-year-old kid from six years ago? Keep your eyes peeled. Make sure that fucking <laughs> John isn't anywhere near the gates today in San Diego. Like, just, I no.
0: So one more thing I before mean, we get into hot or not. I've had enough of this dumb conversation, but before we get I into to, how to not, it's kind of funny. So the Scranton Yankees are back and better than ever. So my question to you is Chandler, when this whole COVID situation is over and everybody is allowed back, do we say no? Do we just I mean, keep, do we just keep rolling with the Ryan Lamars? Who's, I think he's hurt now, but like the, the Greg Allen's who's apparently the best player ever. Who's the, who the version of Jacoby Ellsbury that we were, we were promised the prince that was promised. We're going to start calling him Jacoby. I don't know whether or not he'll hate that. He'll probably hate that. That's a big insult you can
1: give to a Yankee player.
0: Maybe we call him like Rich Bitch because that's what Ortiz called him. But like, I don't know. We have to pay a little bit of homage to it. It's not an insult because it's what we wanted him to be. So he may be featured in Hot or Not in a second. But I think I personally am like, let's let's keep rocking with the Scranton Yankees because they have the heart and you can't teach heart. Let's keep rocking with them until it the wheels fall off because, you know, since it's been happening, we've been winning ball games and we haven't been when everybody else is back. So I don't know. I'm no scientist, but it seems like the Scranton Yankees are the answer, and they've been the answer for the past couple of years. We went on runs when the next man up came up. So if so facto, let the boys fucking play.
1: That's what I'm going to say. Like, <clears throat> well, one, no, like, obviously these guys aren't better than judge and geo and all them but on this on the flip side of that yes they do play oh, oh shit okay there we go yes they do play hard and that's kind of refreshing to see but there's just no there's no shot that that happens like even in 2019 they're tossing in like stanton in the playoffs who hadn't played in fucking two or three months like all right you're good go out there against houston and make it happen you know I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't hate to see it. I would like to see Greg Allen out in center field every night until we inevitably get Marte and Gallo and Ketel Marte.
0: <laughs> Listen, but- I, with, with with Greg Allen, I remember when he was signed, and I was excited that we got him. Obviously, he was stashed away in AAA, and like he, I think he was I, – I feel like he was almost cut and then brought back. I don't know if that I could be making that up, but I feel like I saw that. Either way, when we got him, I remember being – more excited than I should have been when we got Greg Allen because I remembered him on the Indians and I remembered how fucking fast he was. And everybody who's been listening to this podcast for a little bit of time knows that I love small ball and I want to be the Kansas city Royals the year they won the world series. Just small ball, put it in place have have and field. Well, he's also a switch fucking hitter too. So that's the extra thing that I like to have. So I don't know, man, I, I'm a big Greg Allen guy. I do think it's going to taper off. More on that conversation when we talk about how to not because he's going to be in there. But I am the biggest Greg Allen fan on the planet, and I hope he continues to do well. Because Dude, if The he- one
1: thing that stuck out, st- what stood out to me yesterday, I forgot how to fucking talk there for a minute. But the one thing that stood out to me yesterday, and Greg Allen was a part of that inning about this next man up thing. We had base running, people taking the extra bases, and a sack fly in the same inning. When was the last time you saw the Yankees actually manufacture a run in a fucking baseball game?
0: So the way I see Greg Allen, no, I, and to answer your question, I haven't. And I, and I, when I was at the game, I just remember looking at Greg Allen around the bases. There was a single hit. I think it was singles, like right field. I was like, that man's scoring. Greg Allen's on first and he's going to score. He didn't score because they didn't send him, but he was on third by the time the fucking guy threw it in. And it's just refreshing, man. I mean, I do expect it to taper off, but Having a guy, he's he's the version of Tyler Wade that right now, since he's he's hitting well, he's what we always used to say about Tyler Wade. Like, if he could hit, then he'd be great. Greg Allen also has those tools. So he's he plays, he's in that same, you know, category of player. Like, obviously a below average hitter who, if he can figure it out, how old is he? Because he's 28. Okay, so like right smack in the middle of his prime. I mean, the, <laughs> there is a small... Microscopic chance that this is we always look at something like this is like, oh, is there a breakout potential here? Or like is Josh he just,
1: Donaldson? He didn't break out so he was like fucking 30.
0: I'm just saying we could have lightning a bottle. I don't expect us to even have the opportunity to see that because he's probably not gonna get reps, especially when we get Marte. But I, I do think that if he does continue to play well until we get a center fielder of of the future. I think he will be a very, very good depth piece if he can proves that he if he can prove that he can swing the bat a little bit in this next couple weeks span before the deadline is up and we hopefully get a new center fielder. That I think this is really big for him, and I'm talking more in a real sense now because obviously Greg Allen's not going to be the answer. But if he can prove that he can hit. He may find himself a roster spot come playoff time if we make it. And that's a very big that's exactly what Tyler Wade has had on this roster as a 26th man. Greg Allen could be that 26th man if he shows that he could hit because there's a switch instead of just a lefty for Wade. He's probably faster than Wade. If I had to put defense. my if I had to put my money on a horse being Greg Allen versus Tyler Wade in a race, I think my money is on Greg Allen. I would, I would, I haven't looked at, I'll look at the, the stat cast, like the sprint speed and everything like that. But looking at that man running around the bases, I think I would take him. I don't know about you, but.
1: No, I would take pretty much anybody. I don't like Tyler Wade. I don't think he's very good. I like as far as I, I don't dislike him as a person, but <laughs> I guess, I don't know if I'm just saying as far as a player goes, I don't, I don't really see what he brings to the table other than he's fast. I guess he made a decent catch in right field the other day, but big fucking whoop. Like, no,
0: we're you know. off. The, we're off the Tyler Wade fan club train. and We're on the Greg Allen fan club train. We're on
1: the Roof Netto door train.
0: You That's are on the Roof Netto door train, dude. I'm I've not... been
1: on O'Dor Why? He's so good for this team.
0: He's been good for the you know
1: not talent wise. Not, like, not he's on not the field. Yeah. The, no. Well, he's not jumping off the stat sheet, but it always feels like he has a big home run, which is cool. He's excited to be there, which is cool. That's not very common on this team, and he plays hard. He was the one that stretched that, um, the fucking in that inning where I was talking about manufacturing a run. He's the one that stretched it from first to third. The ball beat him there by thirty feet, but I think Devers was just so shocked that he actually ran that he was a little, eyes a little too big for his stomach there, and just ricocheted off his glove and went, God knows how far away. But there's no door. Running he, hard.
0: He's been one of the worst offensive players for the last couple of years and he's just, you know, he's having a good stretch of games, but I, I don't know. He's he's a good uh He does have the occasional big moment and when he hits home runs, he fucking pimps them, so that's cool. But and Madvax Madvax's Matt, Matt, courage and loses his fucking mind whenever he hits a fucking home run. I don't know if you've heard that. Dude,
1: he doesn't get cheated on his home runs, that's for sure.
0: No. All right, let's get into Hot or Not. So first up for Hot or Not is going to be the Hots. And since it's just me and you, we can just obviously have you do them. So first on the Hots is Jameson Tyone. Last 14 days, 18.1 innings pitched, 147 ERA. Are we buying or Uh, selling that? Buying. Greg Allen. Last three games, 500 batting average, 199 WRC+. plus. One stolen base. I feel like that's not right. I feel like he's got two, but I don't know. 1.167 OPS.
1: Um, buying, but not to that extent, obviously.
0: Labor Torres, seven for his last 27. Back-to-back games with a home run. First one was a little bit of a cheap uh, cheap little wall scraper, but the second one was a bomb. 259 batting average the last two weeks.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, that's not really hot, but I'll buy it. <laughs>
0: Roofnet Odor, since changing his number from... 14 to 12, I think, is what it was. Uh, he has
1: 18 a, to 12. 18 to 12, 18, you're right.
0: Yeah. The D.D. Gregorius thing. 210 WRC+, two home runs, 1.151 OPS.
1: I, real quick, Odor in his last 15 games is hitting like 317. So I'm buying Odor. I am the new, I'm starting my own new fan club.
0: How about that timing with the song, too? So you bought everybody?
1: I think so. Maybe I'm just feeling positive. Just... Jmo,
0: Greg Allen, Glaber, Odori bought all of them.
1: Well, I don't even think Glaber's like hot. 259's is not hot. I buy that he's. This is more. Cl- this is closer to what he really is than. Uh, just abysmal like 220 hitter with one home run every 50 games. Well, the
0: Glaber thing, the reason why I bring it up is the two home runs is big at least because he had, he has three home runs total in two years. He had three home runs in the first 78 games of the season. And now he homered in each of his last two to bring his total to five. But I'm just saying like the power, he looks like he has a little bit of the stroke. And we've talked about this with every player when you're young and the confidence is everything. So that the first home run in that rainy game, back to back with Gary, that one was like it didn't look like he got like any of it. I don't know how it got out, but it did. The second one looked like that classic Glaber home run against the. I have that imprinted in my brain. Whenever he plays the Red Sox, he had that grand, that slam, grand slam, and that one just fucking he pimps it and like that. It, that could actually. That's why I might buy this Glaber offensive. Production and hope that it's out of the hope that he's back because the confidence can go a long way. And we've seen that with guys like Clint who, you know, might be dead. I don't know. He got married and ran away, but we're not going to hear know. his name for a little while. But I, I do think that the confidence is going to, uh, going, he's going to run with it. And I feel I, like that's the
1: first time we've seen him pull a home run and fucking forever.
0: That's I think more what it is for me because he pulled it and it was fucking it was it was newt and
1: which I know we're we're always the ones that like criticize like yeah everybody's like a who dead cares, ball hitter yeah. that doesn't do anything. but I feel like Glaber's at his best when he like his whole issue has been <clears throat> and they've I, this isn't me I'm not some magical hitting coach this is coming from the dugout and the people they interview and that hitting coach Tim's who also is probably not the best source look at how the team hits but. You know, he was talking about his timing being messed up, not getting his foot down, that's why he's late on everything, pitch recognition, shit like that. I feel like being able to get your hands in and pull an inside fastball is probably a pretty good sign. Yeah. So so do with that what you may, I could be way fucking wrong, but it sounds like that could be the start of something.
0: So we talked a lot about Greg Allen. We talked a lot about O'Dor. And now we've talked a lot about Glaber. The one on there that I genuinely think is the biggest topic of conversation that we haven't talked about much yet is Jameis and Tyone. Because in his last three starts, I told you what he had overall in his last three starts. But individually, on the sixth against Seattle, seven innings pitched, four hits, nine strikeouts, one run. Next against Houston, six innings pitched, three hits, two runs, four Ks. Against Boston, 5.1, four hits, zero runs, three Ks. So over the last three starts, he's only allowed three runs, and that's 18.1 innings pitch right there. Like, that's that's really, really strong. And my question to you is, and now he's lowered his season ERA to a 4.6, which is respectable. So my question to you is, you, you bought this. I know you bought this, but are you buying this in a way like he's not the worst pitcher on the Yankees anymore, or are you buying it in a sense that you think that he's now shaken off the rust and he is the pitcher that we thought he could potentially be coming off of Tommy John, because like we said, he had the two Tommy Johns, he beat cancer. So I think where we're at right now, I mean, first of all, congrats to the guy for even being healthy to this point. Kluber is, that's not something that he could do. So congrats to you for that. And we've said before this season, as long as one of them is healthy, that's kind of the plan with this. So he's healthy to this point, knock on wood. But I personally think I would buy this as well only because I think it's, it's a fair timeline right now that he's had enough under his belt now to the point where if he starts pitching poorly again for a bad stretch like we saw at the beginning half of the season, then we could say, okay, this guy's not good. But now I think we're truly getting the Jameson Tyone. Like he, his feet are under him again. So now I think it's fair to judge him under um, the same microscope that we do every other pitcher that ha- isn't coming off catastrophic surgery.
1: Look, I'm buying it, <clears throat> excuse me, but I don't be surprised if there's some more duds up there throughout the season like you can't shake off that much rust and was he have fifteen starts maybe like
0: I don't know, that's, that
1: would be my that'd be my guess He's he' is somewhere around there that's after missing two years and damn near playing missing three with both Tommy John's well, I guess Tommy John first one was early his career, but either way, you have my point. Yeah, there's still going to be bad games in there. You can't give up on him on one bad game. I think this is a glimpse of what he can be, but I, I'm buying it in that sense, and I do think he's going to be a good pitcher for us the rest of the way. I'm just saying if there's one or two bad starts here and there, don't give up on the guy because this, this right here is closer to what we want than the five – or I guess what we expect than the five dot something ERA guy that we had at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah. And I wanna throw this out there because I know we've been critical of JMO and I personally have said he looks easy to hit and I don't really think he's a good pitcher. But and I don't retract all that. I do think I'm still not sold on him, but I am now I mean I knew this. I knew that, you know, he still needs to get his feet what he hasn't pitched in a while, but now I truly believe that we're in a spot now. I'm not going to give up on him after one start, like you said. But those three, honestly, I was going to say two of those last three were good teams. But, I mean, Seattle is, uh, they're, they're ahead above us in, us in the wild, wild card race. So And they're 50 and 44 right now. So, got to give a little bit of respect to them. But primarily the two, Houston and Boston, two teams that are leading their divisions and two teams that are probably going to be the higher seeds in the AL this year. Those are impressive to me. And I, I, I really think that from here on out, like I said, just to round it back out, I'm not going to give up on him after one start. And I think that's what he's earned. I think he's earned me not saying he fucking sucks next time he has a dud. I think now he has got the benefit of the doubt from me, and I'll give him a little leeway. But I think he's I, – I hope this is what we're looking at, and I hope in a month from now or, better yet, at the end of the season, I hope that that is the point where we'll be like around July – he got his feet under him and he, he didn't become Cy Young JMO Tyone, but he he was a formidable pitcher on the Yankees and he's a solid number three in the rotation. Hopefully we get somebody else behind Cole. And it's just maybe that's what happened. And maybe, maybe there is some truth to one of the rounding thirds from last week, which was Jameson Tyone would be the best second half pitcher on the Yankees. So maybe oh,
1: Cole's thrown back to back shutouts. For-
0: agreed. But I'm just saying <laughs> Maybe what we said was the potential to be the, the second best Yeah. because I do think Eric Cole is going to be the one. But I think there, there is legitimate chance for him to be that second best pitcher on the Yankees if he continues to also pitch like- relatively close to this because Domingo's been shit. Uh, Montgomery's been okay, but I have a fun stat about him. He's He's had zero runs of run support in the last five starts, Montgomery. Which is I would also like the
1: record to state real quick before we move on from JMO that the day you said you thought you could hit him, you were riding a little too high after a softball win. So,
0: I haven't. That is fact. I haven't checked the tape. I haven't played on the team in a couple weeks.
1: Well, that was also a couple weeks ago. So true. It was. Le- it was at least three weeks ago. So Our team's bad. Do without bad. what you may. Our team's bad. So you just gave up on him.
0: Yeah. I think so. They don't deserve me.
1: <laughs> I was expecting that straight of an answer. I, yeah, I, I no, didn't have I, any I rebuttal about. to that. And one
0: last thing on JMO that I do want to point out is in the last 14 days, like I said, he's a one four seven ERA. He does have a three nine three FIP. So that could be cause for, like, it's a pretty big discrepancy between the one four seven ERA. So it doesn't, it's not everything, but it is something to, something to be said about that discrepancy is that there could be some negative regression after that, but you know, keep it up, Jmo. Keep it up. So, do we want to get into the knots now, Mr. Chandler?
1: Uh, so bad.
0: All right. So, honestly, before we get into the individual knots, there's a little bit of a blanket knot. It's just the Yankees' overall immunity to COVID has just not been good. So. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a do- giving any advice here, but the Yankees have not been good with COVID, and that's obvious, so that is the first knot. Are you buying or selling that?
1: I mean, based on what we've seen so far, I think you have to buy that.
0: <laughs> and the next one goes to kind of an also, not really a knot, but it's more of a um, a farewell to something, and I think this sound is pretty, pretty nice and pretty... Fitting for me saying farewell to our sweet prince, Darren O'Day. (sighs) Single tear down my cheek. He has been the prince that we were promised, and we were promised more than we got. And uh, R.I.P. Darren O'Day, he's probably done for the year. Along with Tim LeCastro, R.I.P. to you, probably, no, not probably. He's done for the year. Not not good, and on top of that, not done for the year, but Luke Voigt also getting hurt. Just The injuries are back. That paired with the COVID situation. Next man up, Yankees are back, but into the individual awards here, or lack thereof of awards. I guess we have more not music than I need to play.
1: <laughs> but, just to fucking, before we even get into them, we've ran out of the music, so.
0: Gary Sanchez in the last 14 days, 103 batting average, 71 WRC plus, 588 OPS. Worried or not?
1: I mean, it's exactly what we expect.
0: Brett Gardner last 14. 27 WRC+. Plus, 154 batting average. 434 see. OPS.
1: By fucking God. You could do the whole season for that. It's not a last 14. No, I know.
0: I just, we, we haven't had many people on the Yankees per actual performance-wise. That's why I put those other ones in there because... The off the field things have been more of the knots than than anything because the Yankees have been playing pretty deep. We, at least when I was looking up and down the list of players, those are the only two that really were glaringly like bad performers on the team. Everybody did you, did you else, either everybody so else was either good or average in the last two weeks. So that's good to see at least. Did you see just... that
1: since Judge called that players meeting like two weeks ago, this team's averaging like seven runs a game or something ridiculous i mean it's not their fault that chapman imploded and the bullpen's been shaky at best the rotation's not been great outside of cole and tyone i guess but either way i think that was kind of funny since this player meeting they actually started hitting so i guess that's a credit to judge way to actually do something leadership
0: like yeah, and I guess that was what I was going to say, and I guess slap in the face to us for saying that he's a horrible leader, which he's not a horrible I don't leader.
1: I do he was a horrible leader.
0: No, but we were saying if the, your leader is judged and he's not like outspoken and all that, then that's why he is. Kudos to Judge. Enough of my talk. Kudos to Judge for being that dude, and uh, hopefully you get better. What's the, what's the deal with him? Does he have to wait 10, 10 days, days now? So when is that? I think it goes
1: retroactive to like the day after the All Star break, maybe. I don't know. It'll be sometime next week.
0: I hope he comes back because what? I just it's just so annoying. Like, hope
1: he comes back. You think he's gonna die? Like,
0: hope he comes back like soon. I meant like. Oh,
1: I was like, I didn't know. No shot. We have him
0: against the Phillies, right?
1: Mm, no, I think he has to wait a little bit longer. I think maybe by the room in Boston, he'll be back
0: like middle of the way. How many is, so that's another, that's another Let's four see. gamer.
1: Do some kind of talking about him to fill the gap while I, uh,
0: well, I'm just it. saying, cause that's another four game set in Boston. So in my mind, I think he'll be, he'll be traveling to Boston and that, whether or not he's ready to play. I don't know. That remains to be seen, but
1: so I believe technically he is eligible to come back the twenty third, which is the second game at Boston.
0: Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's just yeah. annoying when you look at the roster and you see one through five is you know regular MLB players, and then you know we we talk all this talk about the scranton yankees having heart and all that stuff, but in reality we want the guys to be back bopping. So I don't know.
1: Talk, Dude, talk for a second first of all did I just hear a house phone I don't know but either way <clears throat> I don't obviously I want the household Yankees but I don't know that you're necessarily correct in saying that um
0: I got my uh, instacart Was
1: that a house phone
0: instacart buzzer oh, either run.
1: way what I was saying uh before you so rudely interrupted was I know you're saying we have household names one through five. We've had Odor hitting third or, like, fourth a couple times and stuff like that. I don't know that we necessarily have a household one through five. This whole lineup top to bottom right now is just not good.
0: No. But,
1: I mean, maybe they fucking are. I don't know. But not good on paper.
0: No. So why don't we get into the potential news of somebody else that is going to be Yankee. And I'll pat myself on the back. I've talked about this on the podcast, but this man... Me, the man I'm talking about, I just, I pick him. I pick him, and I I just, the the people that I've wanted, they have been coming to the Yankees. So I have all the faith in the world that Starlin Marte will be a Yankee because I said it. I said it about Darren O'Day. I said it about Corey Kluber, both of which are, probably done for the year. So like I don't know whether this is a good thing, but I am saying that I did say yes, it dude, and Starla Marte's career. So yeah, it may it may be it may be that it will happen, but it also may be that I'm a jinx and but now when he rate. does come at what cost? Like he's going to come here and get hurt by the time the playoffs start, but I don't know though, cuz here's the thing. The injuries have happened for those two halfway through the year, so if you do the math We have about a half a year of Marte before he gets hurt. So we might get the full playoffs with him if he comes to the Yankees. Yeah, at this rate, I guess. And then he gets hurt in the first day of the offseason.
1: He gets hurt on the like falls off the plane when they're there, just trips and breaks an ankle. He's out for until July of the season after. Just on the plane ride back. He's no, what he's
0: going to do is he's going to become a Yankee. He's going to play some damn good second half baseball we're going to win the world series and then he's going to fall on the world series trophy and concuss himself and he just won't be able to shake it. He's
1: going to be front uh, what? Clint Frazier for the rest of his yeah. career after that. I can't wait till we have somebody
0: it's the curse of. Come and,
1: yeah, I can't wait till we have somebody come in who like had never listened to the podcast before and then starts listening to it July 30th and the Yankees have just gotten swept by three series in a row and we just look like the biggest assholes in the world talking about how Starla Marte is going to be a Yankee and then judges on the giants and Gio's gone. and everybody's <laughs> sad.
0: It's not going to happen. I was, I was <laughs> even talking, we've talked about that situation. I am fully at the point now where we talked about that before we said, the only way we become sellers is if we basically lose out until the, until the deadline. I think we're beyond that. We're officially buyers and it's obvious. And that's, that's not only like we're officially buyers. We're officially okay with being buyers. I think that was our caveat why we said, you know, if we get, don't get swept for the next two weeks before the deadline, I think we're okay with being buyers. I th- I think that Yankees were always going to be buyers. And we see that where they're making calls for Gallo and they're talking to Marte and they're talking to all these people. So we knew they were going to be buyers, but now I'm officially okay with it because we, Looked good against Boston with a shitty version of this team, and I you know I think I think we actually I, I posted this too and I was I was trying to gauge where everybody else sat while also kind of joking but I was saying that since we haven't had a chance to watch this team I've had enough time to become irrationally confident in them and I think that is the case and then immediately after that we play the first game in Boston and then we don't look good at all so I was like. Oof, but now, you know, now that we started to play well, and it's just like, while we had two weeks off or so, or however long it was, not watching them implode made me confident in them. And then the first day back, we watched them play like shit. I think so. we
1: need to go seven and three for me to be confident in being buyers. I think that's my magic
0: number. I mean, we're going to be buyers regardless.
1: Well, I know, but I'm saying, you said your thing for you to be okay with it. I think you have to go seven and three here. against. Gets- this stretch of teams like Philadelphia is surging and we are going against Nola. That's not going to be an easy game. And then you play them again and then you go on the road to Boston and then fucking Tampa. So that's not an easy stretch of games. They could very, very easily go out here and go three and seven or two and eight against this stretch. If they play like they have at times this season, I think that's the case. And you're under 500. That's absolutely ridiculous.
0: What's the pitching matchup look for us in, uh, in, in Philly.
1: We got Nola against Domingo, so <clears throat> do without what you may.
0: He should have made the yeah. out list. That was a blunder on my part.
1: That's uh, okay. Yeah, no. Well, I mean. Are you worried about just,
0: Domingo? We'll do I'm it right now.
1: About Domingo. I'm worried about Domingo. And every, like I saw a tweet the other day. I was like, <laughs> bad person, bad starter, now a bad reliever. Me...
0: <laughs> yeah, he so, sucks. Yeah,
1: I think that kind of sums it up.
0: Yeah. He stinks. Yeah, who's know. who's the second game?
1: Uh, TBD versus TBD.
0: That's going to be a barn burner. Um, yeah, it is. It's probably it's Montgomery, now. T- did he throw? No, Montgomery threw the first game of the Red Sox series, right?
1: hmm uh-huh.
0: Yeah, because he got to move it back. It's
1: probably going to be, fuck, Nesser's That would be Nesser's slot. So it's going to be something stupid. They're going to pull up Debbie or something, and he's going to give up 102 innings or who knows what.
0: I don't know. Hopefully we have a, new, we have a cool new pitcher like by then.
1: Glenn Otto or something. That guy's fucking cool. He hopefully that start good is stuff.
0: A, uh, a Kyle Hendricks start.
1: I don't know that I'm going to bank on Kyle Hendricks being in New York and ready to roll by Wednesday, but I'm all for it. I hope he is. Is this a DD revenge game? Are we fucked? Does, is all this just We've played them deep? before. Well, I know. Still could be another... D- In Yankee Stadium? Yeah, we have. I'm just saying. Also, way to refresh
0: Twitter right there. Oh, yeah. Do you Man want to get into right? the first voicemail? Sure. First voicemail comes to us from CJ. What's
2: going on, boys? It's your boy, your favorite professional wrestler, CJ Bambino from Long Island. What a crazy series this was. Absolutely nuts. With the covid BS, the Friday game being a wash, it all seemed like it was doom and gloom. And to be honest, anything that could have went wrong did go wrong. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I go to my first game since the pandemic with my boy Gary. Shout out Gary numbers. Where the streak enters, we show up, the other team's taking the L. Cole shoves in the rain. They're going to call that the rain game. Timmy Latastro makes a sick catch, gets hurt. Sidebar, RIP Tim, that kid was an animal. He he played with heart and soul. It it was crazy. Gary and friggin' Torres go back-to-back. Torres has life. Odor changes his number, and now he's unstoppable. Greg Allen comes out of nowhere, and now he's the man. Who knows where this team is gonna go? It's just I want to ride this momentum. The replacements, as you guys call them, are kicking ass. Let's keep it going. Let's ride the momentum. Let's be a driving force going forward. Ride this momentum, all positivity, and let's just fucking go Yankees. Guys, I listen every week. I listen to every episode. Keep doing what you're doing. Much love. See ya. Let's go
0: Yankees. Let's go Yankees and shout out CJ, appreciate you. Long time listener. He was one of the OGs, so shout out to him and his buddy Gary. Yeah,
1: what a nice I guy. Mean,
0: nice guy, our best friend uh professional wrestler wrestler friend. So, shout out to you and that Is was a He
1: actually a professional wrestler?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Oh, no, that's that's cool. Seems uh, from his from his lips to God's ears, but um I that was a that was spot on uh spot on Breakdown of the past couple of games was pretty, pretty much what oh. we talked about on the top of the show. And uh, yeah, appreciate the call. 914-469-2168 is the number to call if you want to send in your voicemail. And uh, yeah, I-, I hope you're right, CJ. I hope we are going to take this momentum and be a driving force in the second half. So here is our next voicemail.
2: Hey, what's up? Once again, boys. You know, uh, gotta feel good coming kind off a big win against the uh, first division Uh So, uh, big win. Um, do you think the Yankees will get Joe Yaw by the trade deadline? And do you think they will get Trevor Story? If they don't get Trevor Story by the deadline, do you think they will get him in free agency? Let me know your thoughts. Thanks.
1: So, um. Did you do they will get Gallo? I think Gallo's probably the best shot of anybody. He's left handed and a power hitter. So, you know, Cashman just sitting in his office, like creaming himself with the fact that he could hit some short porch home runs. Uh, Story, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Price is too high. And if it gets to the offseason and they were to go for a shortstop, I think it would be Seager, not Story. I just – I don't really see any way Trevor Story is going to be a Yankee unless he just falls in our lap. And then what was the last one?
0: Just those two. If, you, oh, if we okay. don't get Story, we oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. free going to?
1: Yeah, so no. I th- I don't think we get Story unless it's a Stanton-type thing where nobody else wants him and they're looking to shed him and he just falls right in our lap. And then if it hits – like I said, if it hits free agency, they've been on Seager's, like, tail for two or three years now. He's been rumored for since 2018, 2019, since he had fucking like Tommy John or whatever it was. He's been rumored to the Yankees since they, Manny Machado went to the Dodgers. It's been that long. So, yeah. you
0: know, I, I, I think we don't get Gallo. I'm more, I'm more on the train that we, I'd, I'd be happy if we, if we got Gallo, like I said previously, but I, I think full speed ahead to get Starla Marte. I think it just makes more sense just from a i mean just he just like a better player to me oh, I agree. He, he'd be I he'd be the better route makes sense. yeah he would be the this the one that makes more sense for the future like i said with gallo if we get gallo that'll like be make me happy and excited for like a day but then i'll we'll sit here in a year and be like wow we're we just added another person who's the exact same thing that we're trying to get rid of Marte, although he's not a lefty, he is exactly what we need in terms of building the team around a guy who can hit, steal bases. I think his numbers this year, if I'm not mistaken, I actually took a screenshot of something. Marte, he's like two. He has 19 stolen bases. He, he in 2021 he's slashing 285, 387, 444 with seven home runs, 22 RBIs, 831 OPS, 19 stolen bases. He plays damn good defense. He's a righty, and he is just a fucking stud. I really like him. I hope we get him. And I and that to answer your question, I think we go that route. And it seems like the Yankees are trying to do that. So,
1: I just don't know that they're going to be able to do that. Maybe they will. They got stand from. Maybe Jeter wants to give us a little something.
0: Yeah. Well. Well, I I just we, feel like
1: Gallo's the more likely one because he's one. He's controllable. I I kind of disagree on it on your. I, Dion Gallo, too. I know he's kind of a the power hitter strikeout three true outcome, but he does the three true outcomes well. He gets on base. That's kind of what excites me. And he's a goal glover, and he's not that slow. He's yes, but Gallo
0: slow. isn't a true center fielder, and that's why I lean more towards the and Marte we side. Need
1: a, we need a left fielder, too.
0: I know. I'm just saying, I I lean on the side of having the true center fielder because he's going to be able to play other positions. And since he's a true center fielder and we currently don't have one for locked up for the future, I mean, the situation with him right now is the talks for an extension with the Marlins have ended and now he's very much going to be dealt this year. And now that Hicks is hurt, we have to get a center fielder for the future. And I've been saying that since Hicks got hurt, that's why I had my eyes set on Starlin Marte as the one I circled and I wanted to bring on to the Yankees, and if I was GM, I would have got him a long time ago, is because I do think that there's a lot of these these moves the deadline. For the most part, with every team that makes a move as a buyer at the deadline, they make the move more often than not as a short-term fix. Starland Marte would be a short-term fix, but also the long-term. So that's why I'm saying it's, it would be a move that you like. nobody will have a problem with a move getting Starlin Marte. You'll you'll catch some flack for Joey Gallo.
1: 1A and 1B, do you think, A, Starling Marte is a good extension candidate because his his contract ends at the end of this year, or is he just a rental? And B, do you think if you do extend him, are you okay? Well, I guess B is I would be okay extending him. I guess this is the flip side. So, A, yes, he's a rental, and you're going to have to give up a lot. B, the flip side of that is if you do extend him, You're not going to give him a long-term deal because he's 32, almost 33, and you've got a fucking pipeline to wherever you can think of, the farthest away land from where you are, of outfielders in the minors, so... I guess, kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Well, he's declined.
0: He, he declined. He's not old. 32 is not old. He's declined. He's not young. He de- I mean, he's still running like a fucking gazelle. He's got 19 stolen bases, so I'm totally cool with that. And that's 19 stolen bases. While he was a little bit banged up in, in the midway point of this midway season. Like a quarter of the way through the year, he had he was out for a couple of games. I think it was like 10 or so games. But he, he's still got 19 stolen bases, which is fucking wild. And I don't know if we looked this up before, but I think it was that we... So His stolen bases was, I think, more than the Yankees have as a team. and
1: I think it's like three more.
0: Okay, so that's, that Yankees is an overnight fix for the outfield, for the whole team's speed as, as a whole. And you pair him with a fucking Greg Allen, you got yourself an outfield. Aaron Judge, Starlin Marte, Greg Allen, that's my outfield.
1: So are you okay giving him an extension then?
0: Yes, I. That that was the well, reason well, why I wanted to get him is because I want to extend him. He denied three years, thirty million. Where are the Yankees? He wants,
1: more, he wants more money, not more years.
0: Exactly. For so I don't give a fuck. Give him fucking three years. Three years is fine. Thirty-two. I get. It's is not six-year extension territory. Three years is a good. Is a sweet spot, and I don't think he's Another not
1: shot at DJ. A 32 uh, six year extension
0: see his his situation that wasn't a shot directly at dj but i guess it was but um i don't know man I, it's just he give him four years like i mean he his game is similar to that of dj like his game will play a little bit longer maybe not as as good as dj because he's he's a speed guy so that will come down earlier than dj's just straight contact but I don't know. I, I I don't think he 32 is not that old. So I, I do I've think
1: three and 45
0: fine. And I think he says yes to that to play on a contender too, because then he's, he, he
1: said he wanted 45 to 50.
0: Okay. And also I think it'd be a discount for us uh, contract wise to play for a contender because he declined three years, 30 mil on a team that's not good. So like now you'd get three years, 45 on a contender that I think sweetens the pot. And I think that gets it done. And I think, Hopefully, you know, three years is our window. Hopefully it it stays open and, you know, while Cole's in his prime and all that stuff. So you you get him, and I think he's the center fielder that we will have for this window. So I'm excited for that, and I have our next call queued up right here.
2: New Jersey. Uh, Well, the outfield is Uh, (laughs) fucked.
0: This is a good one to do next.
2: Imagine if there was a player on this fucking team that we were paying thirty million dollars who used to be a pretty damn good outfielder. Imagine if they put that fucking guy in the actual outfield instead of just sitting his badass on the fucking bench. I mean oh, no, where would we be? I mean, shit, he might be hurt and we might be in the same fucking position that we're in right now. But oh my God, we were playing fucking literally the strain Wiltsbury outfield right now.
0: And they're strain, sick. Greg
2: Allen was pretty damn good
0: he looked
2: like you're right he could actually work out
0: mm-hmm. but fuck we've talked about this for a while Stan playing left field and I don't know I, he said he'll be ready to play outfield and my friend looked at it yesterday he was like "Is Stan That's in the outfield week. today yeah so that well this Phillies series is when he said he would be ready to, to do it right because he no, that would this be is
1: at home he wanted to do it in Miami yeah. So we we go That would be after Philly, Tampa Bay, yeah. Yeah, we go Philly then to Boston, to Tampa, to Miami. to Miami. So that was his goal was the end of July for the Miami series.
0: I think I think that's entirely possible. But here's the caveat. The caveat the is there, is oh the caveat is that we that'll be right when the deadline is. The deadline is the first game in Miami is the deadline. So we may not need it. Oh, I in an ideal world, here's my thing. In an ideal world, by the time that, that timeline happens, like he the Miami series when he wanted to be ready to play the outfield, by the time that happens, if we need him to play the outfield, I'm not happy because that means we didn't get Sarlan Marte, Joey Gallo, etc. to play the outfield. If we're in a position where we need him to play outfield, I'm not happy. Do I Would I be unhappy if he was in the outfield just as a fourth or a here-and-there guy? I don't want him to be like the primary. Like we need him to be the primary outfielder because we know his situation with getting hurt, and I've, I've, I guess bought into that is like that's just gonna be the way they treat it. I don't, I don't think it's the right way. I agree with you. I don't know the name of the caller. I'm sorry, but I, I agree with you. Like we do have him sitting his not, not fat ass on the bench. He's very no, muscular. Looks
1: like a fucking statue. But- yeah. But Only I, I, thing agree. I, with him, I agree.
0: I agree. I think it is annoying, but it's it's gonna be the way they treat it. It's it, I mean I've I've finished yeah. I've finished trying to fight it because anything I say I'm just gonna be wasting my breath talking about it because everybody knows he can play outfield. He's done it in Miami, and you know it's in it's, a it's annoying. World, it's we definitely head annoying.
1: To Miami, and we have a whatever numbers. Is Starlin Marte number 18?
0: No, Sounds I think right. he's like 32.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Um, no, the well, if, let's assume he's 32. Best case scenario, we roll down to Miami and there's a 32 jersey hanging up in the Yankee locker room. I don't know if we have a 32 or not, but and Starlin Marte doesn't even have to do anything, it's just to walk he's across six. the field. I'm stupid. Told you. Yeah, no, I was right on. Um, so, yeah, he just crossed the field, walks in the away dugout. It's probably not as nice, but whatever. And then he's, it eases him into the transition. There you go. He's still playing where he's played. He likes Miami. And then, like, hey, guess what? Rather than going to your cozy condo in Miami, you're just going to hop on a plane and go to New York instead. Boom. Life's good.
0: True. Next call.
1: 161
2: boys. Rainer right from New York. Driving home from a game right now, Sunday night baseball. I, I got two too. things JMO and Greg fucking Allen. I love that fucking dude. I literally said that was Jacoby Ellsbury before you guys posted that. I fucking love that guy. Sack Flies is underrated. Hopefully he can get a spark going for his team and make a fucking playoff push, boys. Let's fucking go.
0: Agreed, man. Agreed. I we we talked about it at the top of the show, but I I think Greg Allen actually has a place on this team. I think he'll be. The, I think if all goes well offensively for him, at least adequately, I think he's the twenty sixth man on this on this on this team. And, and oh, I forgot. I mean, if we if we do hopefully make the playoffs, which I do think we will, we're not in a bad spot, especially with how bad we've been this year to be three and a half games out of the wild card. That's not fucking bad whatsoever and to, to get some wins in division and have a big stretch of games. Like I am I'm, I'm in the camp right now that I word that the AL East is totally not off the table. What are we seven back of the Red Sox? We have four against them. We have three against Tampa. And then right after that, we have Baltimore again. We have a few games. Fucking matter. I know I'm just saying in the AL East record. And then you look at, we got Boston again for two shortly after that, mid August, like, we have the games left to to really get back in this. And then it, it's fun because at the end of the season in September, we have a three-game set in Boston starting the 24th, and that could mean something. And it's then we also finish the game. Boston. We finish the season with a three-game set. The final series is against Tampa Bay. So there could be some serious, you know, like serious – Implications there, and those those could be like the season on the line right there. Because whether or not you know we're going out against Boston, we if we make up the ground, end up being back in the AL East, or we finish the series the season with a series against Tampa Bay, who could be at the top of the AL East or one of the wild card spots we're trying to get. Regardless, I think we're we're gonna be at a point where we're at the end of the season here, and we I, I truly think we'll be within striking distance of the alias and watch out
1: for the blue jays though that's all i'm saying don't don't write them off i mean we have 16 games against the red Sox and the rays which is all fine and dandy but if you catch up to them the blue jays have the, a 95 fucking run differential they have it's by far the best in the east they just can't pitch and they're starting to figure it out and they're starting to get healthy so do that what you may just saying
0: agreed if so- i
1: had to place a bet on who is to win the east as of today i would i would sprinkle a little money on the blue jays shout out action network you can look at those odds there go ahead not
0: do that all right i think that is it from me uh shout out amy cole for saying that jd made up that thing where he where garrett cole ignored the red sox but i totally think that he ignored the red sox i like that he did because that means that he hates the red sox and that is the, like, we haven't had a rivalry with the Red Sox, so it's nice to see there's a little bit of animosity with him, and then he comes out and he shoves against them. So, Amy, with all due respect, I think he did not make it up. I think Garrett Cole did do that, and I am happy that he did do that.
1: I want to believe Amy. I'm cool with it either way. I want to believe Amy because she just seems like a great person. Obviously, she's married to Garrett Cole, so, but on the other side of that, if he did do that, I'm cool with it. And also, you know what? If it bothers you that much, then fucking whatever. Like, get over yourself. I'm going to blame it solely on Jared Carabas. That's why Garrett Cole hates the Red Sox. True. He sees his tweets and it disgusts him.
0: True. So, anyway, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps us out, and we love you guys. (laughs) Also, subscribe to the YouTube if you want to watch the episodes in video form. They are on the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube. Give us a subscription there. If you like us, we would appreciate that, so. then just
3: one night, kissing the cab right, head turning left, right. Get a ticket for two to wherever you choose. Drinking some red out of the blue. You see my name with your accent. Makes me remember how much I missed you. Hope you're planning to stay for.